0: Thanks for joining us again on another episode of the Ever Black Podcast. On this show, we are joined by NATO from New Zealand Doom Legends Beast Wars. We'll be trekking around the country this week on their This Mortal Decay tour. Now, NATO is a great dude, and he was pretty open about the story behind their latest album, Four, and how the band originally broke up and got back together to help Matt with his recovery. And uh, he also spoke about his experience playing Big Day Out in New Zealand, uh, the origins of the Beast Wars name, and of course, touring Australia in the past. Uh, really cool guy and uh, had a really rad time hanging out with him. And I can't wait to see them in Brisbane with uh, Black Reno and the Black Swamp and uh, Stoker. Like, it's going to be one hell of a show. And you don't want to miss them live because they are just phenomenal. Anyone who caught them at the Dead Winter Festival last year were just blown away. They just blew the roof off the Tivoli. And uh, I think it's going to be the same at the Crowbar in Brisbane and every other place they play on this tour. And uh, good on them. They're just kicking ass. It's really cool to see. You can catch Beast Wars in Melbourne this Thursday the 6th at Stay Gold. Uh, Brisbane Friday the 7th at the Crowbar. Sydney on Saturday the 8th at the Crowbar. Melbourne the Sunday the 9th at the Cherry Bar. Tickets are on sale now through beatscartel.com slash tickets. Get them now. They're selling like hotcakes and uh, get your doom on. It's going to be awesome. All right, before we go into the episode, I just need to give a shout-out to our friends at Blacklight Art Design, who are our go-to for all our screen printing needs. They do shirts, hats, patches, you name it. If you can wear it, they can print it. Awesome guys, always really helpful and uh, really quick too. Like, uh, always uh, really fast delivery on their stuff. They're uh, just total legends. Go check them out at www.blacklightad.com.au. Also want to give a shout out to our friends at RW Promotion who are the best in the biz when it comes to stickers, flyers, banners, badges and all other promo you need for your band or business. Go check them out at www.rwpromotion.com.au. Also want to give a shout out to our friends at Electric Witch who are just absolutely kicking ass right now. Now that's a brainchild of Matt from Dark Cell and uh, if you like your stuff on the brutal dark side you will love their apparel Uh, go check them out at electricwitch.com.au. as i keep mentioning i love my uh death dealer shirt and i know there's a long sleeve coming out i will have to get my hands on one of those for winter and uh they've just dropped a whole bunch of new shirts too uh which look really really cool All right. Well, uh, don't forget to subscribe to the Ever Black Podcast through iTunes Podcast, Spotify, Spreaker, YouTube and Facebook and check out all our reviews and articles at www.everblackmedia.com. Uh, like us on all the socials uh help us share our stuff Uh, we really appreciate it guys and we uh we like interacting as well so uh hit us up all right here is my chat with nato from beast wars get your tickets now and uh see them on this tour it's gonna be heavy it's gonna be doomy it's gonna be beast wars enjoy horns high people nato how's things going over there in uh NZ? Oh, it's going
1: pretty good after having a pretty relaxing summer break we've just been jamming again the last couple of weeks trying to get um at a few songs that we haven't played for a long time to our set list and it's been good after having a little holiday to be playing music again do you have your own like little jam space there where you jam we, someone's house or? we don't have our own jam space we basically just float around like this. three or four different studios that we kind of pop in and out of so we used to jam at a recording studio Mm. and all our our gear was always set up there but that's closed down now so basically we're just uh, quite transient we just basically go week by week and say who's got a free free night where nothing else
0: is on and then we just pop in there do you find that you know you go through like different jam space and the the vibe of the room will sort of help steer writing a little bit i found that myself do you do you find that Oh yeah, totally. Like you definitely get some, some spots of
1: the good vibe. I kind of mm. feel like in terms of rehearsing for a tour though, it's almost good to be swapping around your jam rooms because it's kind of like you're never going to play on the same stage twice. Mm. It's kind of good to actually practice that part of getting used to how different rooms sound as, as well. I know it's not quite a live situation but um, just, you know, sometimes you play venues that are, you know, don't sound amazing. Sometimes you Play ones that do sound incredible. We're lucky; all the venues we're doing in Aussie are good quality um, establishments, so that won't be a problem of them
0: not sounding good. Nah, dude. I mean, up here you're doing. Well, it was Brightside. I think it's called Crowbar now. They've switched the names, yeah. I think. But um, that yeah. was only this week. But man, that's that room's awesome. Um, oh, great! I, I I like heard, I've heard have I've heard really cool things about it. So. Yeah, man. I've seen I've seen a few. A few bands there. Played there once, but I've seen a few bands like At The Gates and Combi Christ and a few other bands there. It was awesome, man. Really, oh. really cool. So you guys are going to sound amazing in that room. Right. Can't wait. About Yeah. Uh, 2016, we
1: played at the old um, Crowbar, and that was probably the show that we broke up at in 2016. So um, mm. big, big argument backstage just before we played. It was, it was awful. And then um, we didn't play another show for two years. Basically, the band broke up. And then we were lucky to play Dead um, of Winter Festival in July last year, and it was really cool to come back to Brisbane, where a couple years earlier, we'd had such a bad experience three years earlier, um, to play such a stonking gig in such a beautiful um, venue at the, what's it, the Tivoli?
0: Tivoli, yeah. That was awesome, man. Yeah. Well, that was place just, is amazing. It is such a great, great theatre, isn't it? So yeah, it was kind of really quite a kind of buzz for us
1: to go from having one of our worst gigs ever to one of our best best in the same city.
0: It's cool. So we have kind of got got high hopes for this um this show, this coming up show in Brisbane. Well, the tour is going to be awesome. I mean, because you guys have, especially since you, you came back with your your latest album four, you built up a really solid following. Like not globally, really, and Australia, a lot of people love you guys. So there's the support be, definitely there. Yeah, we've been really lucky with um with Australia. I think I mean we did our first tour there in
1: twenty uh what was it, twenty thirteen or twenty twelve. Maybe it was twenty thirteen, we're supporting um Unita, you know, um with uh, John Garcia singing. So mm. our first shows in, in Australia were playing to like seven hundred people in, in Sydney and okay. In Melbourne. So that was a pretty good kickstart for us. And then we just come back a lot. I think we've toured Australia 10 times now. And what's that? In seven years. Mm. So it's one of those things. Don't get played on the radio. Not like a hugely commercial band by any stretch of the imagination. But we just keep on coming,
0: coming back, trying to play the best shows we can. And um, hopefully the audience keeps on growing. Funny you mentioned John... Garcia as well. He was he played Brisbane last night. Yeah, yeah, I um, yeah, I saw some videos of that issue. The Beach Cartel did a live um
1: live stream on Facebook and yeah, was um, uh, yeah, sounding good playing some
0: Kaya tracks. And that's at that venue too, I believe. Oh right, cool. so there you go. Oh, yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, now it's I know what I'm like. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, of course, I mean, uh, the tour is named after the song This Mortal Decay from your latest album, mm. Four. Is, is there a video you're working on for that one? Yeah, the video is finished now. I'm just trying to work out when that's coming out, but it should be in the next day or two. So, real
1: soon. <laughs> real soon. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of an interesting video where um, it's kind of because the whole album is about, you know, getting over an illness and, and mm. one of out, getting cancer a couple of years ago. Kind of just getting the bands back together after breaking up really made, made us kind of reflect on what was important and that we do enjoy playing this music. We do enjoy hanging out with each other now that we've kind of learnt what things piss each other off and a bit more respectful of each other and obviously being a few years older and realising that the band is important to us, the band is important to other people. Mm. We've got to respect that and treat it more like a, um, a privilege rather than some kind of, you know, it's not, um, it's something that's that's important that should be respected, it's not just something that we take for granted. So that's kind of changed the band quite a lot in the last last couple of years. And this video that we've done, I kind of just wanted to think about the last 10 or so years of what the band has kind of achieved in, in a sense. So that was kind of the inspiration for the
0: video, but that's all I can say about it right now. Oh, I'm keen to see you, man. But, you know, have you found that, you know, in, in regards to that, have you found that now, after all that, you're all a lot closer as mates and, and on a musical level as well? Oh, totally. It's um, In a sense, we've taken the pressure off ourselves to,
1: you know, there was a feeling sort of for a while in the band was like, you know, every two years we've got to put out an album and you kind of get on this treadmill. And so we did three albums like that and then the band broke up, and now we the last record we made, Four, I mean, that was only written was because Matt, as I said, had cancer, he just finished Chemotherapy, he said, I really want to do another album, I need something to look forward to. Yep. I've got all these things that I've been writing in my diary, I need to sing them. You know, he, he had just finished Chemotherapy, like he literally mm. we recorded the album two weeks after he finished or something, I can't quite remember the exact timeline, but, um yeah, he just had to get all this music, all these words all these feelings out of the system and that was a great reason to do a record rather than going hey it's been two years we've got to release another album so we can go out touring again and you know it's all about making music for the right reasons now rather than just being part of the music industry
0: you can hear it on the album it's it's very it's it's honest and it's raw and you know it's very emotionally moving the whole album a lot of people have said that but when you play those songs live now, do you feel that that has that connection with people? Yeah, there's a song called "Dorms um, of Mars and it's one yes. where Matt's
1: totally singing about, you know, I just want to give me 10 more years so I can see my daughter grow up. She's 10 years old and, you know, his yeah. dream is to see her turn 20. And that song, because the video for it was so powerful as well, we saw Matt, you know, totally no hair on his body after the chemotherapy, just singing his guts out. That song. I think people knowing the backstory and then they hear that song live. It's it can't you know it's obviously going to um going to affect you affect people because when cancer is something that touches everyone, everyone knows yes. someone that's been affected by it or it's affected them
0: personally. So it's not like a um unfortunately it's not a rare a rare thing. No, but I mean it seems that this from what I'm reading, it's, it seems that this album is helping people um and connecting with people in a lot of ways. You know, have you gotten people contacting you saying that? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Matt Matt gets it, obviously, lots of uh, emails to him. Um, People are going through the
1: same thing, um, saying that, you know, to see that he has got through it. He's been two years clear of cancer now. Just the fact that he's got through it is helping other people have, have faith that they can kind
0: of beat it as well, which is, you know, that's really cool. Yeah, absolutely, man. And he's, I mean, from everything I can see, he's in real top form. Now he sees, oh, yeah. seems to kick an ass, dude. He, he, he's actually in better shape than he
1: was before he um, before he got ill. I mean, it's nothing like a near-death experience to
0: make you um, reconsider some of your life, life choices. But has it changed the way you approach writing now?
1: Uh, well, that definitely changed. That album was pretty crazy, because usually we'd do, uh, you know, spend a year, two years kind of writing stuff, rehearsing stuff. Literally, this um, last record for, I was living in London for two years, mm. I'd kept on writing some tracks, Clayton had kept on playing playing guitar as well, and then Matt said, I want to do an album. Basically, Clayton sent a bunch of demos to me, I sent a bunch of demos uh, the rest of the band, and we pulled together 10 songs, rehearsed them for 10 days, and then recorded for 10 days. And that was it. 10 days rehearsals, then straight into 10 days recording. We, you know, for those songs, obviously we never played them live. Never probably ever played them all the way through as a band in a jam room. I was making videos um, just on my phone, close-ups to my fingers, going, hey, this is the riff, putting it on like a Facebook group saying guys learn this before tuesday so we can record it on wednesday (laughs) so and maybe that makes the album kind of feel a bit different that it was a bit more immediate but yeah no i I really enjoyed that process it's just nice hanging out with my with my buddies again after two years of not seeing them and of kind of you know such a bad uh experience
0: when the band broke up as well oh man so it's so good to hear you guys uh you know back in action and stronger than ever no most bands don't get that second chance they're just like fuck you fuck you fuck you see ya. you know what i mean <laughs> yeah yep, it's so often and that's, that, and that's
1: what it was like seriously <laughs> i was uh, i was just about to hop in the um car to go to the airport to fly fly to london i knew i wasn't going to see these guys for a long time and literally there's matt on the phone screaming at me fuck you fuck oh. you fuck you and i was
0: just like shit it's not very really nice way to no. say goodbye, but we're all good now. That's oh, that's great. awesome, man. Yeah. Uh, of course, talking about buddies, the Black Swamp are friends of mine oh, yeah, and they... yours. Oh, cool. And, yeah, opening for you guys in Brisbane. And uh, you know what, man? I feel like they're like our Beast Wars in a lot of ways, like your kindred awesome. spirits from across the ditch. You know what I mean? Like, do you get that feeling as well? They're like the Australian um, I, Beast Wars.
1: I don't know them um, that well, but... When I listen to them, I get a real 90s sort of vibe, and that's what I feel like Beast Wars has got to. It's kind of like a, that noise rock slash grungy
0: sort of early sludge sort of thing. So, yeah, totally digging their vibe. It's going to be incredible. Many years ago, you guys did Big Day Out in Auckland, and uh, many bands, that was a that was dream, you know what I mean? That was my dream, and it's sad that it ended. <laughs> How was it looking back on that? It must have been such a hell of a ride. Even for that one day, it was amazing. We actually played Big Day Out twice, which what? Was
1: a major buzz. Yeah, first first time we played it, Soundgarden Garden were headlining. Second time, Pearl Jam headlined. Oh yeah, totally totally buzzy. Like just to get that call up first time, I was just like, "What?" And I think, I, "What do we do?" That was when our first record came out. We did the first Big Day Out, and yeah, we're on a really weird stage. Like, so there's the big stadium field. Mm. And um, where the main stage is at one end and we're on this kind of supplementary stage which is halfway down the field pointing uh, widthways ways to longways. long ways. So we ended up playing to a shit ton of people who are like still on the main field waiting for whoever the band was coming up next. Yeah, it was really cool. So it was like, was it just a single main stage that year and then you yeah, this little other stage in the middle of the field. So we ended up playing to thousands and thousands of people that probably wouldn't have necessarily come to see us otherwise. And then the next time we played, we are actually on the proper main stage and we played early and, which I don't think our music suits daylight, personally. Yeah. <laughs> it's more, of, a, more <laughs> of an after dark sort of sound. But, um, you know, that was, still, that was still fun. Kind of funny meeting the guys from Pearl Jam and... Um, and um, after you know, they obviously would be growing up in the '90s. They were a big um, band for a few years there for me. Yeah, yeah. big shout, legendary. And I think it's been a few years since it's happened. Now nine years, I think people are actually starting to get um, nostalgic about it again because I think it kind of lost its um, lost its cool or something. Possibly people maybe yeah. just the lineups weren't weren't you yeah know, went. Um, when as good as what um, people had wanted, because obviously it was only one time that Nirvana was in the world, and kind of the lineups get a bit bit old after a while. Um, but now people are kind of feeling a bit more nostalgic about the the whole thing, because it happened this time of year, and I see lots of Instagram posts or Facebook posts from people. Oh, playing. memories, yeah, uh, yeah. This time of I would have been seeing such and such band play. Um, but yeah, I mean, but you know, there's download and not and every there's more niche sort of festivals which are which are kind of catering to generic vibes I suppose rather than like a big day out thing which had something for everyone
0: yeah it's uh man downloads awesome I can't wait I'm looking forward to you seeing carcass <laughs> Testament and well and that's gonna be sick it's gonna be awesome man yeah great so awesome. yeah yeah man guys your merch you've got some awesome shirts and you've, you've got hats and you've got all that cool stuff. But I've seen one thing, uh, which was a Beast Wars sword pin that kind of looks like the, oh, the yeah, yeah, Sword yeah. of Omens. Was that? Yeah, was yeah. that a bit, who, who's the nerdy one? Uh, we're
1: all we're all a bit nerdy, but uh, I just kind of really like those enamel um, pins, and we're trying to think of something cool to do as, like, a uh, uh, limited edition merch, sort of what the, what the extra little, extra little cool little thing you'd get if you bought the limited vinyl. Yeah, I just been seeing lots of people doing those fancy pins recently and I thought, oh let's just make a sword because there's a song called Raise the Sword. Pretty cool if there's just a hundred of these little badges floating around the world. Um, but yeah, I love that love that thing. I actually didn't get one for myself. Oh, really. But um, kind of yeah, got them made and then
0: sent them all out and went, Oh what's I should have got maybe a few extra for the guys in the band. <laughs> Can you, are you thinking about redoing them, or are you moving on, so it's kind of just a limited thing? Oh, well, they were just for people that um, kind of bought bought the record, so um,
1: bought the first 100 uh, limited edition ones. So, yeah, can't really do it
0: unless it changed the colours or something or other, but they're oh, still yeah. a little bit naughty too. Uh, of course, the name Beast Wars, is that a, a nod to uh, Transformers, that series, or is Seriously, that...? Seriously, it, it, it was not at all. Oh. And...
1: I'm probably. We're all definitely too old to have like been watching that TV show. Yes, and um, we're just jamming, and so we're just talking about names. And I just thought Beast Wars is a pretty tough name, and it sounds how um, (laughs) the music sounds. And our plan was never to go out and tour the world or um, make albums. Even we were just hanging out on a Wednesday night, just jamming as some old old dudes. And um, it was only when we started playing gigs, people started making the Beast Wars uh, connection. I was like, shit, probably shouldn't have chosen that name. We're going to get sued to heck by the <laughs> Transformers. Um, but somehow no one, no lawyers have got in touch with us yet.
0: Touch wood. It's probably a bit too late now for them to do anything, hopefully. Yeah. Well, you probably gather, like, I'm asking the nerdy question because I'm, I mean, I'm a nerdy dude. I mean, I'm in a band yeah. called Snake Mountain. <laughs> I, love, I love the name. That's cool. Yeah, well, where I, that's I, I, I'm all about it, man. Heavy stuff and yeah, and all that nerdy stuff. So uh, that's why I, I must, was... Yeah, I kind of don't don't think they're going to bother messing with a with a tiny
1: band from from the bottom of the, <laughs> bottom of the world. probably we got? bigger fish fry
0: those big companies. They do. That is true. That is true. But uh, no, that's, that's what I, when I saw the name, I was like, that's cool because I'm a big nerdy dude. Yeah, you know, <laughs> but the thing, the thing is, I must have like absorbed that, that name from somewhere without ever consciously
1: kind of realizing that I'd seen an ad for the show on or whatever or seen a toy advertised. It was just, um, it was in my head somehow.
0: But it's cool. Thank it's you a know. cool name, it, you know. It's, it's tough. It's, it's bloody tough. Yeah, fucking knows, and yeah. it looks cool on a t-shirt. Yeah, yeah, go. yeah.
1: That's <laughs> all that matters. That's, what, that's, that's, what, that's what, the only in a band these days. Just a is a the method of selling t-shirts. It's not About the music, it's about the black, the black cotton.
0: That's right. That's right. The gilded <laughs> tees. The gilded yeah, tees. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to start a band called the gilded tees. Um, yeah. But uh, what, what do you guys got planned for the rest of the year after the tour? Oh, we're um, dream of ours. That's that's been
1: a dream of ours for ten years. We're going to um, we're going to do a two or three week tour of Europe uh, in the middle of the year, and uh, yeah, that's been really uh, something we've wanted to do forever. And finally, the stars of the line have got offered a really cool festival um, slot and got a um, good booking agent and stuff lined up. So um, yeah, hopefully we can. I kind know of release a few more details about that. Soon we haven't kind of publicly announced that, but, I mean, I'm sure that intro is coming out pretty soon. So, yeah, that's really exciting for us, something we've always wanted to do, and
0: finally, finally, finally get to do it. Absolutely do. That, I mean, that's awesome to hear. But uh, in the meantime, thanks for hanging on the show, man. And uh, the tour kicks off on February 6th at Stay Gold in Melbourne, but we'll see you on February 8th in Brisbane at uh, the Crowbar. Thanks for hanging, yes, dude. can't wait. Can't wait. Hey, cheers for the chat.